0: Welcome to Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster MASH Blah!
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Global Milk. <laughs> global Milk, do you global milk? I hate global milk. What the fuck is Global Milk? I don't know. Hey, you want to see a body?
2: Global Milk, a subsidiary of Pantheon Productions. Welcome, everybody, to Count Creepyheads Dumpster Fire Theater.
1: Blah! It's a dumpster, and it's full of fire! Blah!
2: And bad movies. I'm joined by Don D'Orazio and Mike Alvarez. Hey. Josh is doing Josh things. And today, I'm sorry, I promised we were gonna review Bad Ronald, but we had a little snag. A little. Of me <laughs> trying to get it to you guys so you could watch because Plex servers turned out to be a lot harder than I thought. Um we literally, as of recording, just figured it out. So we're gonna do our next movie is gonna be Bad Ronald. But today, I've got a surprise film. It's the notorious 1987, John Stamos Action Vehicle, Never Too Young to Die. Are you guys ready to dive deep into this classic piece of cinema? This is from Uh, 1987?
1: I I thought it was like 1983.
2: (laughs) Uh, This is one of those movies that was made and just sat around. 1986, I I am so wrong. 1986, uh, I would believe that it was probably 84, and they didn't know what to do with it for two years.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I mean, arguably it should have continued to sit around on the shelf, but you know.
2: Lies. <laughs> Absolute lies. Um, let me guys give you a brief synopsis of the film. It came out in 1986, filmed at some point during the eighties. It stars John Stamos as Lance Stargrove. Gene Simmons is Velvet Von Ragnar. Vanity, just vanity. If you were born in the '80s, you know who I'm talking about. As Donja Deering, Peter Kwong, you may know him as one of the three Mortal Kombat elementals, as Cliff, the plucky sidekick, and Robert England as Riley, the very strange Letterman jacket wearing mad scientist.
1: Letterman what, jacket? I thought it was a leather jacket.
2: <laughs> he changes his clothes throughout. Yeah, he? he has a Letterman yeah, he jacket. Does. And then he has a leather jacket for no particular reason, because it's fun. Well, it's Uh, when they were escaping. He had the leather jacket. Yeah, because
1: he has to look badass in his suit and tie with a leather
2: jacket. Yeah, (laughs) the plot, the very loose plot is John Stamos is a private school kid that discovers his father is a poor man's James Bond after he's killed by his arch nemesis, Velvet Von Ragnar. Lance Stargrove, played by John Stamos, is then thrust into a world of biker barbarians, transvestites, mad scientist plots, vanity, and motorcycle action as he tries to save the world from the evil clutches of Velvet Von Ragnar, who will stop at nothing to get some sort of computer disk that will let him dump toxic waste into some sort of town's water reservoir? They don't tell you exactly where. California somewhere.
0: Middletown, USA.
2: Yep. Springfield. (laughs) Exactly. Only John Stamos and his devilish good looks can save the day. And only Gene Simmons, who's having way too much fun playing the transvestite, not even transvestite, hermaphrodite, Velvet Von Ragnar, can stop him. It's about an hour and a half, and it's batshit crazy.
0: What? I kept I kept singing Secret Agent Dad every time his dad was on screen.
2: <laughs> I just mumbled to myself, I will sing the opening gymnastics Stargrove theme song. Oh, God. God.
0: Stargrove, flying like you've never flown. Stargrove, Star Grove, Grove. to the danger zone. <laughs> You're never going to stand alone.
1: Oh, it's See, so bad. I, was, I When I was watching that, all I kept thinking, though, was, the fight dance sequence from Footloose.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Like, okay, who who
0: the fuck came up with these names? Because, like, I feel like it was just some <laughs> random dude snorting like
1: handfuls of coke. <laughs> like, ah, that's, i'm wants to be called Lance
0: Stargrove and uh,
1: engineering. A combination of James Bond and Star Wars, but we put it in California. What do you think? And he's going to do gymnastics.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this movie was brought to you by cocaine.
0: <laughs> Pronounced cocaine. Okay.
2: So here's the game we're going to play. I'm not going to go over the summary. If you guys want to watch it, it's on Tubi. A free, streaming ser- a free streaming service that everybody should have. Because it's like the world's greatest video store. What I'm going to say is, can I convince you guys... The audience, pro or con, should you watch it? And that's what we're just going to talk about. Is it worth your 86 minutes? Or one hour, 32 minutes? It was made 1986. It's been a long day. (laughs) Don, would you tell people to watch this movie?
1: Would I? Would I tell people to watch this movie? I would say if you've got the spare 86 minutes, just do it. Yeah, watch the fucking movie. Because... Somehow they have every motorcycle ever, like at their disposal, like, oh, I wrecked my bike. Hey, I'm going to borrow yours now. Oh, hey, I wrecked that bike, too. Hey, look, you got another bike. Awesome. I'm going to take that one now.
2: It does (laughs) have a very strange criminal obsession with motorcycles.
1: Yeah. And motorcycles with pony heads. Yeah. Yeah. Merry go
0: round motorcycles.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, they're inside the nightclubs, like inside people. They're just driving them in, and it's perfectly fine. Yep. Waiters coming up with for orders. <laughs> hey, what do you want? Okay, okay, go park your bike over there. I'll bring you your, yeah. Like, Gene Simmons doing like a triple roll, to be honest, because yeah. he's got this spy role <laughs> in the middle of the movie that's quite so, obviously him.
2: There is this and then, weird...
1: And an impersonation of Cher for the rest of the movie is how I'm yeah. going
2: to put it. Yeah, the movie thinks it's smarter than it is, and I think they're they're trying to like trick you into thinking that all of Gene Simmons' disguises you're not going to catch on that it's Gene Simmons. So Gene Simmons plays Velvet Von Ragnar, but then he's also in disguise within this like government spy agency. As another guy, but it's just Gene Simmons in a bad red wig, a bad ginger wig, ginger beard. And like, he's not fooling anybody, but the movie acts like everybody's like, oh, that's not Gene Simmons. This is this other guy. And it's just like this weird plot point. And then when he reveals himself, it's it's hilarious when it's like everybody's shocked that he's Ragnar.
1: Like, oh, my God, you took off your sunglasses, but you have all that makeup on. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah when he removes the sunglasses. <laughs> he's got
0: full on Ragnar makeup.
2: Uh, towards the end of the film, Ragnar kidnaps the heroes and they think they're being flown to safety by this government guy who's actually Ragnar. He pulls off his sunglasses, and he's got full-blown share eye makeup. And then he says, it's
1: me, Ragnar!
2: <laughs> and he does this horrible laugh, rips his hair off to reveal another wig, <laughs> and then does a Gene Simmons eye roll and sticks his tongue out because he can't help himself. He stuck his tongue out a lot in this movie. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, it I guess if you get it Gene Simmons... into sometimes people's mouths,
0: too. Yeah. He had <laughs> way was, too much fun. Way,
1: yeah, that, that, that would... No, no. I mean, you. if you hire no, Gene
0: you. Simmons, you have to expect that, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But
0: uh, one thing I want to comment on in in the club, uh <laughs> what's up with the, I, I, I don't know, like, this person comes up to John Stamos, it goes, what'll it be? And he goes, how about a lube job? And she goes, oh, if the grease is for you, honey, I'm buying. I'm like,
2: <laughs> <what>? Okay. <laughs> Before we get into that, Mike, would you recommend people watch this movie?
0: Oh, God, no. I have, okay, multiple times throughout my notes, I have, (laughs) holy shit, this is only 15 minutes in. 42 minutes in, fuck, what am I doing with my life? How is there still a half an hour left of this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, all throughout my notes, it's me complaining about the timestamp. Um, I haven't seen
2: this since I was a kid. And
1: I didn't even take notes. Oh,
2: it's it's bad. You don't have to. I just want your gut reactions. <laughs> and I want you to convince the audience to either don't watch it or watch it. Um I am a you know, I always like to say like movie fans have that movie that they always like try to get everybody on board with. Mm-hmm. So Don, I know I always joke that you said it was brain candy. Mm-hmm. Last time we did our uh, demonic toys episode, Mike, I'm sure you have an obscure horror movie that you will like get on the top of the mountain and tell everybody how great it is.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because yeah. I, I have a lot
2: that I'll do that with, but
0: I also recognize that a lot of them are bad movies and I can understand why people wouldn't want to watch them. So, so like sorority babes. Right. Right. right? Like, like I, I knew going into that episode, I was going to love it. I knew you were going to love it. Um, Maurice did, didn't make it for that one, but I knew he wouldn't love it if he watched it. <laughs> and I was kind of expecting that.
2: So now I'm going to paint a scene, the lube job scene that we just mentioned. <laughs> uh, I, this is one of the movies that I will tell everybody how amazing it is because people who know me know I am a huge, huge fan of garbage cinema. I love it. And this is, it, hit checks all the marks and I have this theory that a movie can be so bad that movie ratings are cyclical that it'll go past zero and go back to 10. Kind of like spinning the odometer on a car. Um, John Stamos, Lance Stargrove, is trying to investigate who killed his father. And that has led them to this biker bar called the Inferno or something. It's, it's not consequential, but it's this crazy dreadnought biker bar. Where if you own a motorcycle, you don't get off your motorcycle. You just ride it in. And all of the bad guys drink motor oil. Or it's booze in a motor oil can. They don't specify. But they show waitresses getting drinks at the bar of an old school motor oil can. So Stamos walks in completely out of place. He goes with Donja, who is Vanity. Uh, If you don't know who Vanity is, she was Prince's girlfriend. At the it's time. Funny.
1: Yeah, she's in purple rain.
2: Yeah, she's just, in purple that's, rain. That's
1: how you just, she's the chick from Purple Rain. That's all uh, I need to know.
2: She's in this Purple Rain and Action Jackson. Um
1: by the way, who I think is the only good actor in this movie, by the way.
0: Yeah. They have I w I don't know if I'd call her good. <laughs> that that sex scene was uh oh, no, Everything okay. up, okay. up to that. We'll get there. Everything up
2: to that. So Stamos, it's just John Stamos, he's not fucking Stargrove He's trying to act smooth But he's supposed to be like 18 or 17 He asks for a lube job From a Cross-dressing Barmaid Transvestite, I don't I know what you want to call it maybe? Transgender
1: maybe?
2: And The bartender takes it as Flirting, but it's also like double entendre Because he wants this drink And then Vanity gets upset it's just weird, like whoever wrote it thought it would be funny. And the movie's constantly skirting, like, is it supportive of being transgender? Or is it like transphobic? Oh, it doesn't no, know. I
0: think it's definitely transphobic at, at the way Stamos uh talks to Ragnar at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. I'm a no, real yeah.
0: man. You're yeah. only half a man. Like, Jesus yeah.
1: nice. There's lines at the end of the movie where I'm I'm I, I get a little angry at <laughs> yeah. I was like, 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 oh, you really are a girl. Like, shut the fuck up! Vanity's been kicking everybody's ass during the whole right. movie. Don't say anything yeah. about being. <laughs> he kicked the hell out of the, the dollar
0: store troll guy and shoved his face in horse manure.
2: I love that guy. <laughs> but,
1: I, I've got a, I've got another description of that guy, but we'll come back to him. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> the movie it casts a lot of transgender actors that I think have a lot of fun, and it kind of pulls the movie out of like it's condescending tone towards transgender people and gene simmons is clearly having a ton of fun and gene simmons clearly uh the door swings both ways because he's having way too much fun he's not that good of an actor <laughs>
1: um
2: so i'm pretty sure that gene simmons if you have a pulse he wants to stick his tongue in your ass um probably
1: he's i seriously a lot of fun. think they gave him the direction of be share and i think he just went with it He's like, okay, I'll be Cher. I can do what Cher does. (laughs) I'll dress like her.
2: Yeah, so let's (laughs) discuss Ragnar. Gene Simmons, who, if it's no secret now, is bald. And he's been bald most of his life. All of that Gene Simmons, uh, the demon hair that he has in Kiss is a wig. Mm -hmm. So in this, he has this gigantic poofy Cher wig when he's playing Ragnar who is this Chiquita banana lady, crazy cross-dressing villain who has sharp middle fingernails that he uses to poke your jugular and kill you.
0: (laughs) Which, at first, they don't show you. They just show uh, Ragnar executing the... the (laughs) I think she's just called Punkette in the credits. Yeah, but... You know, and and they're all going, the finger, the finger. And he he pulls out his middle finger and she's like, no, no, not that. And you don't see where it goes. He just thrusts it toward her. She screams and then it just shows everyone cheer. Like, what did he do with that finger? Where did that thing go?
2: (laughs) So Gene Simmons, gross, unwashed fingernail will stab you in the neck. And every time this happens, nobody bothers to, like, move their head. Get out of the way. Right. He they just like willingly submit to Gene Simmons finger banging their neck until they're dead. Or he knows exactly where your like arteries are and he just gets you that way. Um Ragnar is obsessed with this data disc. It has some sort of name, and I always forget what it is. I was gonna write it down and I just didn't care because it's not that right. important to the plot. Ram K. The Ram K. That gives him the information he needs to dump nuclear waste into the water supply.
1: Which is uh, which you don't even find out until like an hour into the movie.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> somehow he has brilliant. unlimited access to the Hoover Dam and nobody stops him. They just he just walks in and like in beep, beep, like 80s style, presses some blinking lights, and he's got access to like purple colored toxic waste that turns goldfish into monsters. That's all they tell you.
0: It turned a goldfish into a lionfish.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ragnar is, as he likes to describe himself, the best of both worlds. He's some sort of club owner and also a gang leader of a gang full of, like, nuclear apocalypse barbarian motorcycle riders that have obsessions with Helmets with hair glued on them.
0: But also has enough time to work his way up into the secret echelons of the government.
2: Yes. <laughs> he has a secret life <laughs> as a high-ranking government official who's trying to stop himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. His gang, they're all, like, muscle beach meatheads... And they all have helmets with hair, like trolls. Mike was right. Troll hair, guys.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> the they... one that gets his face and shit. I, when, he first, when he first comes out, he literally looks like Will Forte in Weird Al's Rambo shirt. You know, muscle Yeah. <laughs> <here. laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, I'm going to be me. He and reminds- then he gets his face and shit.
0: He reminded me of one of the stone protectors. To bring it back to toys for a second, (laughs)
2: yes.
0: (laughs) I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It's a muscle-bound troll with a weird
2: mustache. They all ride gimmicky, like Mad Max dune buggies or motorcycles. They all have like maces and axes.
1: There's literally only like three cars in the movie. It's a Corvette and a Mercedes and a dune buggy.
2: Uh, Yeah, everything everything
1: else are bikes. Uh,
2: they yep. all laugh uncontrollably like all 80s villains do. So there's a scene where they show up. Uh, Stargrove inherits a horse ranch that Donja lives at. That his It was his dad's secret retreat. So when his dad dies uh, a lawyer tells him that like your dad left you enough money so you'll be comfortable. And oh, by the way you've got a ranch with a sexy lady living on it. <laughs> <laughs> These evil barbarians show up Fight Stargrove, and it's the moment where he realizes that his Gymkata Gym Gymnastics powers are there so he can fight bad guys. Oh, so but bad. They hold him down and feed him tomatoes.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, that part. <laughs> They're like, make him eat it, make it. I was like, oh, no, not the cherry tomato.
2: They wash dishes monster. with his face. They, like, mash his face in the sink and say, like, washing the dishes. It It's bizarre. Um, and then Stargrove accidentally finds out that there is a coin slot in the floor of his house that he inherited. That, that glows. It glows, and then it makes his dad's waterbeds slide across the floor and reveal a secret bunker full of pictures of presidents and guns.
1: The but, American dream. But the bar, barn also has a secret area with guns. There's guns stashed up above the stove.
2: Yeah, in the hood <laughs> yeah. over the stove, there's yeah. a machine gun. There's a cartoon box of grenades in the barn yep. <laughs> that gets blown up in a fight with a Wait, barbarian. We, I don't know we, what else you want to call him.
1: The we we got to talk. The troll ab- barbarian. Yeah, yep. we
0: got to talk about that scene for a second. So they beat the shit out of the one barbarian. He's knocked out on the ground, and then they end up causing a fire through the fight. And Donja tells him to run. We see troll head barbarian look over. And we see the fire on the box that's labeled grenades, grenades. in big letters. And he, he just makes this like oh shit face. But then we noticed that there was enough time for everybody to escape, including his passed out fellow. No, he, he was dead, I believe. That guy was dead. No, he <laughs> threw he threw him on top of the the fucking like because he got knocked out. He threw him on top of the dune buggy and took off like, when he's leaving, the guy is laying across the top of the dune yeah. buggy. So I, I assume
1: she shot him and he landed on the dune buggy. That's well, no, how but, I'm
0: going to say but, but they show him laying in the barn, knocked out. Like, when Stargrove kicks him in the face, and he's lying on the floor in the barn, knocked out. And that's when she's like, run, grenades! And so we see everybody gets out safe. But... We do the triple explosion, where we see the explosion from three shots each time as Stargrove and Donja are, like, diving over a bush. So it's, it's that totally, like, made-for-TV explosion moment. It's so bad. In But movie that,
1: that also happens during the sex scene, too, where they just keep showing the same yes. shot, like, three oh, or four times. They,
0: they do it during the gymnastics <laughs> shot. They yeah. do
1: it during the,
0: the, the chase for no reason, where... Donja and, and Stargrove are playfully chasing each other on the highway to weird music. Should
2: it's we like, get to the sex scene? Should we just pull that bandaid off?
0: All right, well, let's let's talk about leading up to the sex scene.
2: Because
0: <laughs> they're, they're badly flirting to, like... It's not quite sexy sex yet. It's like <laughs> the sexy jazz music leading up to the unveiling of the sexy sax.
2: Well, that's what I meant for the, the sex scene, is...
1: Yeah.
2: Donja is... is, They're on his deck, and they're being watched by Gene Simmons and the plucky sidekick, for whatever reason. This is the
1: good side Gene Simmons. Let's get that. Yeah. Yeah. Gene Simmons
2: in disguise. Yes. Ginger Gene. They're supposed to be bait to lure out Ragnar, and they just decide, like, Donja decides, I'm going to seduce John Stamos. So... She gets all sexy on, like, a lawn chair and oils her boobs up. And all Stamos can do is go in and out of the house drinking Perrier and eating apples.
0: Right. Well, that's the thing. First, he looks over, and he's, like, huffing, and then she's smiling at him. He walks away and then starts huffing from the other side, and she starts rubbing the oil on. And he's getting all hot and bothered and goes and gets his Perrier. He comes back. He guzzles that. She lays down on her chest and takes her like takes her top off and he runs back inside and tries to eat his boner away by eating an apple. <laughs> He's just like munching it. And then she flips over like, here's Matata's, And he goes running back inside and comes back out with a peach before finally being like, eh, fuck it. I, I give in. But oh I'm yeah. sorry. No, but before he gives in, she's that's what she was doing. She was hosing off and she was smacking herself in the face with that hose. <laughs>
2: Over and over again. She just stands there and is like, ah, my boobs are really dirty. Let me spray them directly for five minutes until Stamos gets the hint. But she's
0: holding this lip hose and and beating herself around the face.
2: (laughs) It's real subtle. It's
0: it's like, (laughs) look, what what do you think this is? What what does this remind you of?
2: It reminded me of uh, Corey Feldman in Friday the 13th Part 4 where he sees boobs Across his <laughs> across the yard, and he's like, whoop, and, he, whoop, whoop. and he yep. freaks out like a like an animal and beats his head into his pillow. Yep, yeah, that's just Stamos.
0: <laughs> and then we get the sex scene
2: with the sexy sacks. Sex. Oh, God.
1: And he throws her on that bed about four or five times in a row.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like you're already there. Why are you doing it again? Why are you doing it again?
2: He really hates Donja. He just keeps picking her up and slamming her into the bed.
1: He obviously was watching wrestling that day. Wanted to try a few moves. Yep. Heard this was called the pile driver. Okay.
2: Take that, Iron Sheik. You know. (laughs) My wife loves it when I throw in wrestling moves. When we're we're doing the hibbity-dibbity. Uh... Let's talk about the plucky sidekick.
1: I was going to say, we need to bring up the fact that he has all these little gadgets too.
2: Yes. So he has his Q who is his high school roommate. They're at some sort of private school for like rich kids who just makes gadgets for Stargrove before even knowing he's a spy or a secret agent. So he helps him cheat on all of his, his tests. He makes a bubblegum, Spy device for him. Tracker. Tracker.
1: It tracker. Yeah. He,
0: no, no, no. It was a listening device.
1: Yeah. It's he, both. He, it, there was one that's a tracker, and there's one that's a listening.
0: Right. It's but, just double bubble with a USB inside of
1: it. Yeah. Right. How the
0: fuck does that microchip not get destroyed? Because you're like chew it up and stick it somewhere. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. wait,
1: what? <laughs> How does that not... Because they show it? And why it, can't I just have the chip outside of it, chew the gum, and then stick it to the gum and put it on Exactly. Because <laughs> keep
0: in mind, this is 80s technology, so when he breaks open the gum, the microchip, quote-unquote microchip, is like the size of a Bic lighter. Like, it's this massive freaking microchip. Like, how does this work? No, that's bullshit.
2: And he's also obsessed with... The fire blast, his own oh made-up potato cannon. He describes it; it makes no sense. It's powered by lasers and petrol. <laughs> so <laughs> every time we'll, I'll just call him Q. Asian Q shows up. He's got his ridiculous like jumpsuit on. Like he's dressed up like a uh, James Bond Junior character. Uh, he's got this weird flamethrower cannon thing that he's obsessed with shooting and everybody the movie clearly didn't know how to make it work Like well, so he shoots these like flaming tennis balls out of it
1: well stamos at one point says it looks like it'll explode like right when he first introduces it and he looks down at it and he's like yeah and tosses it like really hard on the ground <laughs> like well, yeah and it's th- going to explode that way
0: and that's the thing they were just basically setting you up for like yeah at some point in the movie this thing is going to explode yeah it's Chekhov's explosion and they delivered on it
2: the uh (laughs) physics defying ending (laughs) yes but with
1: with obvious strings
2: yeah so the fire blast if you can picture like a super mario brothers fireball i think that's what it looks like when it shoots these exploding plasma (laughs) bombs or whatever Uh, Plucky Psychic will show up and just shoot them, and it's just generic explosions at the bad guys. But sometimes it doesn't work, and they play like a wah wah on a trombone for comedic relief. I don't know. Oh, it's so terrible. But uh, the end of the film, we're just going to bounce all over the place to try to convince you to watch it or not watch it. Um, Stamos chases Ragnar out onto like a dam, the Hoover Dam, some sort of famous dam. Has the final battle with Ragnar Ragnar has a crowbar Stamos just has his good looks And <laughs> To get the upper hand Stamos bites Ragnar's titty Because he's from Aphrodite Remember
1: Because they show them Real quick But it's, and, and, quick. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but it's a- after giving him the spiel About how he's a real man And, and Ragnar's only half a man and blah, blah, It's like uh, It was so bad
2: yeah. Ragnar gets pissed, picks up Stamos, and they have this dummy that's in the movie constantly. So he picks up this, like, mannequin with floppy rubber arms and legs that's clearly not Stamos. Throws him over the edge. Stamos catches the railing, and he's holding on, and he has, he pleads with Ragnar, and he says, Before I die, I just wanted to tell you you're beautiful. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) And Ragnar stops for a moment, because he's like, I'm beautiful? And then Stamos takes Ragnar's own hand and stabs himself in the neck with his evil middle finger nail. Mm-hmm. And then Ragnar topples over the railing, turns into a dummy, and crashes in the rocks down below and dies. Stamos has to jump back up, get the MacGuffin suitcase. It's going to explode which, and by blow the way, up dam.
1: Which, by the way, has a clock. Now, it is the, <laughs> the slowest counter in the world because I think when he... They first get up there, it's three minutes. And then by the time Stamos gets there, it has clearly been five minutes, but he turns it around. It's only been 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's
1: stuck at 14 seconds for, like, the longest time.
2: To save the day, Stamos tosses the ticking clock suitcase into the air. He then bends down and picks up the fire blast and then throws that in the air at the suitcase, which in your imagination is still flipping in the air, apparently. They Clyde Manera explode and he saves the day. Yeah. Okay. Now, hold on. <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I was going to say, how does blowing up the computer
0: stop it from happening? Because it was connected wirelessly to the system. Yeah. How? What? No.
2: Because they showed a slow motion picture of moving gears that were things inside <laughs> because... the dam. That means everything is fine.
1: Because this was the 1980s, and it was just radio waves. It's not like modern day wireless, oh, so got it. they it got so rid of that.
0: But I, I love it—the the, the explanation. They're like, <laughs> he's like, "What's the password?" They're like, "I don't know. Use the fire blast." So it's like, "Oh yeah, don't don't stop it from to putting in the password. Just blow the fucker up." And then when he goes to shoot it, it's like, "Wah wah!" Instead of just like smashing the computer. He, he puts it back in its steel case and throws it in the air. Like, why? Well, I mean, I guess it worked out in the end. But what if that stopped the explosion? Like, what the fuck?
2: Because Ryan Scott Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's I so blame many, a 10 year old Ryan Reynolds for this movie. <laughs>
1: I don't even think Ryan Reynolds was 10 years old when this movie came out.
2: <laughs> you're, you're probably right.
1: I think he was probably like five.
2: No, that would make him younger than me. How old is Ryan Reynolds? I think he's
1: like my age.
2: Yeah, he's like mid-40s, right?
1: Yeah.
2: How old is...
1: I think he's like 43 or 44.
2: Mm -hmm. 45 years old.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he probably would have been about seven or eight.
2: So he was born in seventy six. If this movie was shot in eighty five, he'd be nine. So yeah, eight or nine, young plucky Ryan Reynolds. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> I still. So love you it. know if you're what? If of- this
1: was made in the nineties, that would have been Ryan Reynolds. They would have cast Ryan Reynolds as Stamos' part.
2: <laughs> I think they would have cast John Claude Van Damme and. Uh-huh. Um, What's his name? They had a bunch of movies together, and I can't remember it. Uh, the Worm, the basketball player, uh, Dennis Rodman. Oh God! <laughs> and, Rodman <laughs> and, and yeah. Was, uh, Ragnar. Yeah, yeah,
1: Rodman would have been that. Yeah, or they would have flipped it and gotten Pamela Anderson. Yeah, Ugh.
2: I'd yeah. rather see Pamela Anderson stick tongue unwanted places and not Gene Simmons. His gross, disgusting. It's just people come up to him and he just starts like. Picking their nose with his tongue. <laughs> oh. oh,
0: it's nasty!
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that one poor actress, like that was watching the stage show. She had
2: that look of terror in her
0: face. Like when he bent down with his tongue out, it's like, no, no, no. Oh, aw, <laughs>
2: yeah. You could tell. She's like, Oh, I'm finally getting out of like preparation. H commercials. And into the big time. And here comes Gene Simmons. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you know, going all the way back to the beginning, uh during the the Stargrove gymnastics montage, the wrestlers that are watching and then are like Which
1: hey never Star- show up again?
0: Right. And they're like, hey Stargrove, how about you join a real man sport? And they're like trying to get him to wrestle. And you know they're like they're very excited about
2: this idea and I'm like those wrestlers want to fuck stamos I'm pretty sure that's what they were trying to do <laughs> and he gets Cause... out of it in the dumbest way possible He's like hey you got a little uh, what's that on your shirt there a little <laughs> schmuckus and he boops her nose and ducks under him <laughs> and runs away <laughs>
0: and the one guy like gets he's like mm-hmm. he's like next time next time like there is no next time
2: stamos oh and for whatever oh. reason he's like a world class trampolinist <laughs> Like the, I know, (laughs) know, but like there's a like after the first two or three minutes after we meet his father George Lazenby, who's doing spy stuff inside of a dam or an abandoned or something.
1: Like a a Jedi, a Jedi connection, by the way, because Mm -hmm. like when when his dad gets shot and killed, he falls off the rings.
2: Yes, (laughs) there's a great disturbance in the Stamos. (laughs)
1: So so let's talk about the secret
0: agent dad moment. So they're going through the dam. <laughs>
1: the umbrella, the umbrella.
0: <laughs> Before we even get to that, they're going through the dam. So he's he technically has Ragnar with him, but we don't know it yet. And so he's like, my intelligence says that if we put the plastique right here, we'll blow a door into the lair. And he basically pulls out Play-Doh and a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts the play doh on the wall and jams the blinky flashlight at it, and because it's fucking play doh, it falls off the wall. And he's like, "Oh shit!" and runs in and puts it back up, and then runs away just as the explosion happens. So we get the the diving through the air in front of the explosion shot. But then they go in there, and Ragnar. Well, he doesn't he doesn't reveal it's Ragnar, but he reveals that he's a turncoat, <laughs> and fucking. Stargrove turns and he's like, as calm as can be, he's like, I should have known. And then he he turns his torch on and tries to roast the dude's nuts. And I I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, Chet's nuts roasting on an open (laughs) fire. Like it's so bad. And yes, then they get inside, and he has like the bulletproof umbrella. And why are all of the bad guys barking? Yeah, They just come running down the hall. I was like, what the fuck's happening? So and when he con- opens the umbrella, they all stop in confusion.
2: This confuses the hell out of me. It's a <laughs> Why public utility, right? Yeah. Like, this is like the, the water supply for the valley or whatever. And it's being occupied by barbarians. And they send in one dude with an umbrella to take care of it. Like, what you send in the police or the army. Because well, they have taken control of the water supply, but nobody really seems to give a shit.
0: Well, keep in mind, you know, one secret agent, Dad, is worth like 10 cops.
2: Right. So. And his, his bulletproof umbrella, the, nobody shoots a gun without wiggling it left and right this entire movie. <laughs> so if yep. there's an action sequence, if you're in a hallway, if you have a shotgun, you have to stay stationary and spray it like a hose left would, and right. And then you'll just mow down everybody with your... This- they with a the
1: shotgun. <laughs> this, this is just a rejected 1960s Batman episode. I just realized <laughs> that because I'm I'm I rewatching it as we're 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 talking here, and I just got to the part where they inter, you know, you get introduced to Robert England's character, and it very much looks like a Joker's layer, like Joker or Riddler's layer. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. At, there's a light beeping over here, you know. <laughs> so that's what it is you got a penguin uh, you got the penguin's uh, umbrella bulletproof you got the slayer it's a it's a batman episode guys that's what it is
2: well, it's a 1960s
1: you know... batman and the sidekick is in very colorful outfits the entire time by the way
0: <laughs> yep well like so Mike, he's is obviously total, the robin totally james bond jr <laughs> um but no that th- that's going back to the the secret agent dad thing again so Ragnar, we don't know that he's in disguise as the government turncoat. So Secret Agent Dad gets away from him. And then Ragnar comes out in full-blown costume with the high-heel boots, you know, the cape, the the share wig, everything, with a shotgun. And he's like, Ragnar, I should have known. And
1: then he fucking,
0: Ragnar shoots him with a shotgun and Dad does a full-body flip from the hit. Like, that shotgun was so strong, it threw him flipping through the air.
1: Well, that's because Stamos was flipping through the air at the same time. (laughs) That's (laughs) why. Because he was in his gymnastics routine on the rings, and that's when Stamos fell off. (laughs) It was so bad. They have a psychic connection.
2: Have you ever gone to a gymnastics meet? No. You know, like, yay, good for you. Is it just me because I don't? like sports or give a shit or is that just something from the 80s or is that something in just in this movie <laughs> i well, think it's just 80s movies
1: i think it's an 80s thing because it's in that one gym that's like in every 80s movie where they have like the weird track that hangs above the gym where you're supposed to actually be running
0: the one where rodney dangerfield <laughs> was running around and back yeah to school, you know? like
1: every 80s movie had that weird track up there and i've never seen that in a gym but yep. so, yeah, I think this is an 80s thing, like where it's just like, yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. Back to school is a prime example of that. Who goes for diving competitions? <laughs> for, why is the diving competition the big thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, because you know. Billy Zapka gets a cramp in his leg. Rod, Rodney Dangerfield has to do the triple indie. Okay. Yeah, that's believable.
0: <laughs> now there's a movie I'll try to convince people to watch. <laughs> Back to school. That shit's funny.
2: Schools with money. Uh, <laughs> hey, he being a poor I, kid. <laughs> hey, your
1: best friend's Robert Downey Jr. Let's all get this big room together. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, and this... there's Oingo Boingo. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, to... <laughs> yeah.
0: That's pretty awesome. Um,
1: all right, back to this movie.
0: <laughs> the whole, the stables sequence where the, the you know, dollar store troll guy and the other weird little toady dude try to take on Donja The one guy says, fork over the Ram K, bitch, or we'll tenderize your
2: butt. I was like, what? Yeah, they do some really (laughs) weird, cartoony, bad guy shit to Danja. There's another point later in the movie where they, like, tire to some sort of giant griddle.
1: (laughs) Yes, like a crematorium in the middle of, like, this abandoned factory. Yeah, it's an abandoned
2: (laughs) factory, and it's this giant heated plate with fire shooting out of the side. And she's tied to it. And it's just the implication is that something bad is going to happen to her if Stamos doesn't save her.
1: Which, I, who knows how she? he even figured out that's where she was. Not only
0: that, but, like, the dude is screaming, talk or burn, bitch, talk or burn, bitch, like, over and over again. And it just, it had the same vibe of, um, what's his name, Miguel Nunez in Friday the 13th, where you're going to get it, bitch. Like, it had the same vibe to it. But... So she's yelling out for Stargrove. Now, at this point, she doesn't even know Stargrove was in the facility. Like, she's been kidnapped. Stargrove was left behind. She's in, in the weird factory furnace. And dude's yelling at her. And she's like, Stargrove,
1: save me. And it's like, how do you know he's there? And for the first time, too, she has become, like, the victim. She's been kicking ass right? throughout this whole movie. And, and, and all of a sudden is tied up.
0: Well, because she had sex. It's and then true. now now it's, it's she's that's yeah, that's the, she's the trophy for the guy. That's all it is at this point.
2: I thought it was because John Samos's penis makes you stupid. Is that just <laughs> oh, me? Oh,
0: maybe. I mean, no, no. Maybe that because it did, It made Ragnar stupid, too. I mean, it's oh, true. Have
1: but he you seen what it kinda... did
2: to uh, Danny Tanner and Uncle Joey on Full House? <laughs> <laughs> he made them morons. <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh man, this movie is terrible. No, it's not. It's amazing. <laughs> it's
1: I, I actually have to agree. It is not terrible. Oh, I have D- Demonic Toys was terrible.
0: This now, is not
1: terrible. See now
0: that I have fun with.
1: <laughs> Don't get me
0: wrong. Like I can laugh at this movie. I feel like if I was watching it with a crowd of friends, this would be hilarious. But watching it alone at three in the morning, just being surly. It's like, yeah, it's just, no, it's not my cup of tea.
2: You know how well this would play at Terrors?
0: Oh, yeah. No, this would this would play great at Terrors.
2: So and that's if, the thing. Seeing it with a crowd would be hilarious. Let's
0: I'm
1: going to tell you right now what's hilarious is I'm watching it at double speed, and it's absolutely hilarious, actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's say this movie is a pizza, okay?
1: Ooh, okay.
2: I'm going to tell you the ingredients that are on this pizza. You've got John Stamos and Gene Simmons, which is like peanut butter and jelly. And all right. You don't like that. You have got Robert England. So if you're a horror movie fan, every time he pops up, it's amazing. He's like Jeffrey Combs.
1: OK, but he's only got like three lines in the whole movie.
2: But it's hilarious when he's around because he's just <laughs> this weird creeper.
1: This movie. is why I think the movie was made earlier. Because you right. Because first of all, they when it does get released, I think they finally were like, Oh, um, so we got this guy who's a huge horror movie actor. Now we probably should give like a special appearance credit at the end of the movie, which is what they do.
2: I think (laughs) at the very least, this has to be around the same time as V and the first nightmare in Elm street. Yeah. So he might've made nightmare in Elm street. It didn't come out yet. And then they shot this because they got Stamos off a general hospital and all their money clearly went to Gene Simmons because this was his acting phase. So yeah. he did a few other movies. He did like Runaway with uh, Tom Selleck, which I actually like that movie. Um, I yeah, it doesn't hold up as good as Never Too to Die, in my opinion.
0: So that I'll disagree with.
2: So this pizza, you've got Gene Simmons and John Stamos. So that's like you got pepperoni and bacon. Okay. You've got barbarians. Tons of motorcycles. Yeah, bar- like gimmicky dreadnought barbarians. They're not just generic barbarians. These guys are like nuclear wasteland road warrior mutants.
1: I was going to say they are beyond the Thunderdome rejects. Yeah,
2: yep. That's what they, they are, are. all <laughs> steroided to the gills. And if they're not steroided up and beefy, they're like they have uncontrollable laughter. They're all dirty. They all live inside this weird like dam or a bar or out in the desert. Because Ragnar needs an encampment of weird barbarian people? You've got... <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of Vanity, her top comes off. You've got George Lazenby for two minutes. Uh, uh, weird don't gadgets. forget,
1: uh, you've got a car going underneath a tractor trailer.
2: You've got the classic Trans Am goes under a tractor trailer. <laughs> you've got for fingernails no through the neck motorcycles
1: motorcycles motorcycles
2: more (laughs) motorcycles explosions galore even if they don't make sense
1: a kooky sidekick in bright clothes
2: and a bitching soundtrack if you want a movie if you want to turn your brain off and you're not in the mood for like a bad horror movie every second you look at the tv something crazy is going to be happening and you don't need context. it'll just be funny (laughs) like you could be like brushing your teeth you can make some tea, you could sit back down, and John Stamos is going to be nervously eating an apple. And you're not going to know why.
1: And then all of a sudden there's boobs.
2: Yeah, and all of a sudden Vanity's like, look at this. Slapping herself in the face with a hose. And if that's not your thing, John Stamos wears almost sheer white pants.
1: (laughs) Not to mention he is wearing a a shirt that is very much like Hopper's in season three of of Stranger Things.
2: Yeah, he's got the... What's not TJ Hooker? Um, He's got like a Tom Selleck Hawaiian t-shirt going on. Uh, Magnum P.I.
0: There you go. I was like, I can't think of the damn name.
2: (laughs) He looks ridiculous. And all that aside, you have Gene Simmons overacting without any restraint. In drag. In drag. Nobody at any point tells him, Gene, turn it down a little. You're overdoing it. He just goes batshit crazy and tries to mouthfuck anybody that's within two feet of them on screen and it's disturbing and hilarious at the same time, especially scenes with with John Stamos (laughs) for whatever reason.
0: I will say the mute, the music is hilarious. Oh god the, the, yeah, theme
1: they, so- I, the theme song is hilarious <laughs> no, it, like e- even
0: just the regular like when they' they're chasing each other through the desert and it sounds it's like dan, <laughs> like it's really weird it just all the music is is cracking me up and when they they key down the stargrove theme song for sad stargrove, when it's like like that had me dying. Like
1: I was that I cackled out loud. Like you half expected the Hulk could be hitchhiking down the road. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad.
2: You have in like Stargrove's theme song, if it's not the gymnastics Stargrove, it's this <laughs> weird jingle that sounds like it belongs in like an eighties VHS for kids. <laughs> yeah. So it's like very uplifting and like, and you're like, this is an action movie with <laughs> nudity and Gene Simmons fake boobs and like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's out of place and bizarre, but that's what you get for Stargroves jingle.
0: Oh god! So the, the scene where Donja is is kidnapped and forget I forget his name now, but Secret A, uh, the Asian buddy and Stargrove Cliff.
1: Cliff. Cliff, like, yeah.
0: Cliff, Cliff, and and Stargrove go to like save her, and they're just like running around mowing bad guys down left and right, like just running for literally left and right throughout yeah. the, the like back and forth across the screen, killing people. There's the scene where Cliff just jumps out behind like a group of barbarians and goes, "Waza!" <laughs> and then goes to fire his cannon. It goes, it just goes, "Doom, kind of falls on the ground. He goes, "Oh," and it's like, "Wah, wah, wah." Like, what the fuck? It was he, so random.
2: He keeps using it, and then the, the footage that they re- they recycle for it failing and working is exactly the same. So you don't know if it's working or not, because when he shoots it, it's just like a flaming ball right. that bounces. And explodes. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes it like jiggles through the air because it's clearly on a string, and somebody's just shaking it. Yeah. And then sometimes s- it hits the ground.
1: I'm starting to think that those shots of it just failing is just when it actually failed when they were shooting and they didn't (laughs) have the money to reshoot that i get a feeling that that happens a lot in this movie they didn't have the money to reshoot because there is one thing where where they're running out of a helicopter and the guy runs with the headphones on still and he's like oh and he tosses them back and it's like they didn't they they didn't want to reshoot they didn't want to reshoot
0: did you guys notice the the random guy standing uh, off to the right of the screen holding a two-by-four?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay, so I took a photo. Um, so when they escape the warehouse and all the the crazy Mad Max <laughs> bikers are like, we're going to get them, but they go running after Stargrove, Cliff, and Donja, and the camera pans out, we just see like a random grip like he's like a dude wearing a hat and jeans and holding a piece of wood just standing off to the side. I'm
2: gonna send it to you guys.
1: Oh, I did not see that, no.
2: <laughs> but in the context of the movie, he's just some homeless guy. It's Ed Ed and Eddie. He's got a plank. <laughs> <He's> just, yeah, <laughs> seriously, there's just dude standing there. Let me see this picture.
0: <laughs> like look, look, I'm sorry, it's on the left of the screen.
2: oh my my god they should have cut that
0: out (laughs) right this reminds me of okay demon wind another movie that would be good for this um i when i saw that at terrors i don't think like it was meant to be widescreen because there's a scene where you see and i and again i i took a photo of it and posted it on the terrors website um there's a scene where the the whole cabin is about to explode, and you just see what looks like a crew member sitting on a toilet at the corner of the screen, looking over like, uh "Oh, like am I in shot?" And it's in the movie.
2: I've uh, I've got a bunch of like PAL DVDs back when that was a thing, mm-hmm. and the aspect ratio is all weird. So if you blow them up on American television, you'd see everything that was cropped out normally for videotapes. And you would just see boom mics and crew members and like, it's horrible.
0: I catch that all the time. In fact, uh, Children of the Corn, we were covering that. There's there's a scene where the cameraman is visible in the corn when one of the kids are running. Uh, It's like he's like, oh, shit, backs up.
1: Well, there's (laughs) a scene in Zombieland 2 where the camera guy got his thumb in the picture. (laughs) It's in the (laughs) shot and it's in the movie. Like, you can see it.
2: Is Zombieland 2 worth watching?
1: I like it. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. For me, it drags a little bit.
2: I mean, the first one was okay, so I was like, yeah.
0: Like, can this get any better? I feel that it's on par. Like, I don't don't feel that it's better or worse. I feel like it has the same level of comedy. You know, it it has some really funny moments. It has some moments that are just kind of like, okay, that was cool. It
1: does have a very great uh, end credit uh, sequence, though. Yeah. Like the after credit sequence.
2: Okay. Don't spoil it. I'll get to it at some point. (laughs) So closing thoughts, guys, what do you think? Should people stop what they're doing and go on Tubi and check out never too young to die? Mike, are you still a firm? No, I'm again, I'm in that camp of if you like trash cinema,
0: then I can see the merit of watching this with friends. If you're just sitting there looking for something to kill time by yourself, it's not my cup of tea. It's not it's not what I would put on to entertain myself. Now, demonic toys, as we discussed last time, that I would put on to entertain myself because I love that movie. But this, eh, not so much.
2: Don, what do you think?
1: I'm actually in the boat of, yeah, watch it. Because there's even stuff we're talking about that we're glossing over some of the greatness. Of, like, what's going on Like, and there's stuff we're talking about We haven't The the whole thing at the end of the movie Like, the whole The the good guys are coming in and the bad guys Are trying to get out of the, you know, the factory Or whatever (laughs) this pit they got It is very much like a stunt spectacular All right, there's Explosions, so, you know, if it's just Worth worth that whole point They're right there Just, you know, bikes jumping over everything Explosions Little little Asian men coming in with with fireball guns.
0: The the, un- <laughs> the guy in the helicopter that looks like somebody's uncle with a machine gun.
1: <laughs> he went tied to a rope. Yeah, that, that's just <laughs> tied to a rope.
2: It's definitely like an amusement park. Be here at noon yeah. for the.
1: Yeah, it's if you've ever seen the Waterworld stunt spectacular at Universal, th- th- that's this. That's what it is.
2: I really <laughs> want to see that.
0: I, I will say this. Seeing Gene Simmons try to run in high heels is really funny. (laughs) Towards the end, he
2: tries to run in high heels and it's hilarious.
0: In my head, all I heard was whoop 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 (laughs) whoop because he was just teetering back and forth.
2: I don't know. If you hate Gene Simmons, you're probably gonna hate him more.
1: (laughs) That's very true because I am not a fan of Gene Simmons himself. I'm not a fan of him. So you may end up hating Jim. Gene I almost said Jim Simmons uh, But Gene Simmons more But that may help with the movie True That true, may true. actually like You may actually end up liking the movie I totally and I guess got to this part At the end of the movie where he steals the flowers And he's running over the dance. <laughs> <laughs> he's like woohoo <laughs> Why did he take the flowers Yeah there's no point Of taking the
2: flowers To give them to Stamos for his funeral At the end he's like here, Lance, it's for your funeral. And then Lance is like, what? what? Which,
0: okay, hold on. I, I got to comment on this because I forgot that this was in my notes. But when Stamos gives the the only half a man line, why does he suddenly sound like Andrew Dice Clay? Like,
1: because
0: he's he has like, to be cool. He's awful. like, I'm a real man. You're only half a man. <laughs> like It's like, wait, what? When did that happen?
2: He can't act. Yeah. That's yeah. my guess. he
1: only knew knew soap opera acting at this point in his career let's
2: let's be honest i don't think john stamos is ever going to win an emmy (laughs) or an oscar or a bafta award or a razzie i know i
1: think you you know i'm looking up right now if he's ever won an actual Emmy. he may have won like a guest star thing
0: i can think of one thing that he actually was pretty good in and that was the tales from the crypt episode that he was in and that's because he was just playing a himbo Like that was his role You know <laughs>
2: I can think of two things he was good in. What's Never that? too young to die And Tales from a Crypt
1: And if Bob Saget was still around He would say himself
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit John Stamos was good Inside of Bob Saget I probably shouldn't have taken a <laughs> drink at that moment. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: so John Stamos won a People's Choice Award in 2016 for Favorite Actor in a TV New TV Series.
2: What TV series?
1: It was called Grandfathered. I don't
2: know. Oh, with um, that Nickelodeon kid from. Uh, it was on Fox for like one season. It got canceled. Oh
1: no, I don't know. He yeah, apparently watched... also won two awards for General Hospital. Uh, Stamos. Uh, uh, and he has he has a, a star in the Walk of Fame, which is, you know, yeah,
2: he owns <laughs> he bought like when Disneyland remodeled, he bought one of the letters he bought, like the D in Disneyland and uh, <laughs> from like the big sign, like the Hollywood sign for Disneyland in California. And he has it in his backyard. Yeah. <sighs> And the only reason I know that is because my daughter obsessive compulsively watches videos on YouTube about Disneyland. But it's more like weird facts like this man died on Space Mountain. <laughs> and it's like John Stamos has the D from Disneyland. Uh I am gonna recommend it. I'm gonna say it's amazing. And I am forgetting, like Don said, there's so much going on <laughs> that we can't just sit there. It takes us four hours to just be like this part and this part and this part, because it's just wall to wall stupid.
0: Yeah, no, it's there's a lot of craziness here. Um, but I'm looking through my notes now. And I'm like, there's a lot of stuff we skipped over that is just pure craziness. But again, yeah, I think with with the right people, this is a fun movie to watch. It just it didn't it didn't I don't know it didn't entertain me last night. Poe agrees. Poe agrees.
1: Paul agrees, Paul with, agrees po- with 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 me that he's yelling at you right
2: now. That <laughs> you're you're wrong. <laughs>
0: I am not wrong. It's a bad movie.
2: Well, guys, make your own mind up. That's the point of this show. Check it out. It's on Tubi. You'll love it. Just type in never too young to die. Don't watch things like, you know, actual Hollywood releases with good ratings. You want this forgotten gem that has been lost to time. Uh, Shout Factory put out a pretty nice Blu-ray a few years ago, but it's out of print already. Um, and now it's kind of just floating out there in random streaming services. I think Pluto also has it if you don't have Tubi. But um, if you don't have Tubi, stop listening to this podcast and get Tubi.
0: I mean, it's to free, be damn fair, it. Yeah. You, you could watch this on Tubi or you could watch Bud the Chud. So, you know,
2: I'm just saying. Which Pirates. we'll get to at some point, I'm sure. Or <laughs> unless Boogeyman's Closet has sequels better than the originals month, I'm sure Bud the Chud will come up.
0: Yeah, I mean, we still got to get Chud on there. We a- we actually got called out for not having Chud on there yet. So, ugh, as much as I don't want to watch it again for a podcast, I'm sure
2: I will be eventually. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. We're taking a week off for 4th of July. And then we'll be back with a regular episode, probably. So, this is uh, Mike saying, watch Tubi. Trust Stamos. Gene Simmons is a great actor, whatever. (laughs) Don't bite Gene's tit. Don't (laughs) bite Gene's tit. And be prepared to question your sexuality if you watch Never Too Young to Die.
1: (laughs) And bikes, bikes, and more bikes explosions. Woo! Bye. Yay!
2: (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye.
1: Count Creepy.
0: Dot com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y.
2: Ah.